Well, I was uh, in church ministry for a bunch of years, and one of my volunteers came to me at church one day, and they said, I am so tired. I just keep on coming to church, and every time I come to church, I have to arrive so early, I have so many tasks I have to do, I have everything that needs to be done, so that when I sit in service, I'm still doing tasks, and then when service is done, it feels like I've done almost an entire work week. I'm so tired. And this was a conversation that I had with this volunteer and, and, and trying to understand, you know, how is it that you can be so centered on Jesus that you get so drained and so empty? How do you get into that place? And what are we supposed to do about it as a church? This is our second message in the sermon series called Mission, and rest. And the person that I was speaking to was passionate about mission, but we hadn't figured out how this person is supposed to experience rest. We hadn't come to a place where, where the rest energizes the mission. We hadn't figured that out yet. And this is where we wanted to look today. Today's message is, is talking about um, what, what Jesus is saying in John 5, 14, 15, 16, 17, but today we're looking at John 15. And we, we see that Jesus is talking in 14 about mission, and now in 15, he's going to talk about rest, and we want to be able to experience that and understand it. We don't need the mission to create so much pressure. But, you know, we still have to do what he did. And so Jesus knows rest. And kind of as a side, when you participate in the mission of God, God grows you, he breathes life into you, but he also gives you rest. So let me pray and then we'll get into our text today. God, I'm thankful for every person in this church that has devoted hours of their life, they've devoted hours of their attention to you and your mission and what you are doing. God, I'm thankful that we can gather together as people of a united heart. We're right now, we're on, we're on YouTube, but we know that we are not alone. We know that we are part of a larger group of Christians who have devoted themselves to loving and serving you, and we gather as a larger part. And God, in that gathering, I pray that you would grant us rest, that you would grant us the rest that you speak about, because, because Jesus, you kept on saying that, that man was made for the uh, for, or, or sorry, Sabbath was made for the man and not man for the Sabbath. And so, Jesus, I pray that you would help us understand, help us grapple with what it means to rest as a community. In Jesus' name, amen. So our text today, as I mentioned, is John 15, and I'm going to read John 15, 5 to 9 for us today. I am the vine, and you are the branches, said Jesus. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you could do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. 
If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. The idea of abiding is a piece of rest. We, we recognize the source of our abilities We recognize the source of our abilities as we look to Jesus. We experience that rest. And so we need to make sure that we are consciously recognizing the source. We can't simply just be people who say, oh, well, you know, I abide, um, I, I do all of these things, and I make myself very busy, and I'm, and I'm doing all these things because I have just tons of energy, and I'm a high-capacity individual, and I love to do all these things. That's going to lead to burnout. That's going to lead to no production, to dried-out leaves, to being tossed into a fire, and we might call that fire burnout. I'm not sure how exegetically accurate that is, but there's definitely an image that works there. There's an image that says that, that we just go and go and go, and we don't recognize the source, and we find ourselves burned up. I mean, take a look at 1 Corinthians 13.3. If I, ha- if I give all I have away, I deliver my body to be burned. But if I have not love, I gain nothing. We have to understand our source for the strength that we have, for the, for the mission that God has given us, for the partnering and doing the works that Jesus does. We have to be able to refill And God set in place a means to do that. God uses Sunday service experiences, and previously he's used Sabbath rest experiences, as a place where we are able to connect with God. But sometimes being in a Sunday service, listening to the calls, give and serve, can just lead us to exhaustion as the story happened at the beginning of what I was talking about. You know, we we see these multiple ministry roles piling up where it seems that, you know, every time you turn around, there's something else that that the church needs, and so you're, you're stuck doing that, and you're like, oh my goodness, again and again, and eventually you're just like, you see no end to it, and it becomes exhausting. The very mission of God, or what we thought was the mission of God, takes life from us. And Sunday services weren't meant to be that. Sunday services weren't meant to be this big thing, and so it's really important that we actually share the load to make the Sundays happen, because that's actually not our greatest point of investment. As a church, Sunday services are very important for rest, and so we share the load to serve each other so that this week, this person rests, and these people rest, and, and, and you know, I carry a little bit more of the burden, But next week, somebody else carries the burden, and I am fully experiencing that rest. And so Sunday services have this element where where we're supposed to be connecting with Jesus. See, the solution to, to this ministry exhaustion that we have is Jesus is the vine. 
The vine that's, that's completely rooted in Christ. The vine that is rooted in, in the power of God. The vine that is the power of God. And we find ourselves connected in the vine, gaining the strength to do the real mission of God, which we talked about last week and we'll talk about next week, as the works of Jesus. And so Sunday service creates this place of rest. That's what we should be aiming at, where we're able to say, God, I expect you to meet with me. The source of our ability to do the work of Jesus is resting in Jesus. If we want to have an impact, we need Jesus. Because apart from him, we can do nothing. Nothing. Or nothing of use. See, we can run our groups and we can do our programs and we can make our Sunday services happen and we can look like we are doing something at the expense of the people burning out. At the expense of people just going like, okay, well, I did my few years here and now I'm out. And, and there was no care brought into their lives. They were just being used in the system. We don't want to be a church like that. We need to be a corporate gathering that finds its rest in Jesus. That's what we do. Our Sunday morning services are not the whole expression of our church, but a specific expression of our church for the purpose of finding rest in the presence of Jesus, abiding in the vine. So how do we access this source of, of power and strength? You know, we, we, we have so much of our standard, of our system. Remember last week we compared, you know, the works of Jesus versus our, our systems that we created for church structures. And these church structures became cumbersome and very heavy and carried by a few of the congregation. That's just a statistical norm that, you know, that the, that the few of the people carry a huge piece of the load. That's not a complaint. That's just the way organizations work. And so it becomes heavier and heavier, and you kind of wonder if there's ever rest in a Sunday service. Yet, what we should be doing is we should be carrying that together so that we are able to rest. So if you aren't, you know, volunteering, we do want to have you volunteer occasionally in sets and places so that you can help the entire community experience rest. But when you're not volunteering, you need to be here with us, connected with us, experiencing the presence of God, which is the rest of God. Jesus calls us as a church to do the works that he does, but he calls us as a community to abide in him. Our spiritual responsibility is both active and passive. That's a really important thing. So many of us choose one or the other. Oh, well, I just need to pray about something, and I need to not do anything. I just need to think about it and pray about it, and we sit in this passivity, and we never actually allow our theory of Christianity to influence our everyday life. 
But then there are other ones of us who, who we just want to be active and press and do, and this is what's important, and we've got to spend way too much time doing, and we find ourselves not resting. And so our spiritual responsibility, what God leads us through, is a pattern of mission and rest. And as a church body, promised church, we experience rest by connecting with the presence of God. So much of our missions based on making things right, but we can't make things right without God living with us. What good is it if, if a non-Christian comes into our church service and, and goes through our entire liturgy and never experiences the presence of God? Because we're so busy making a facade, making a shell of something, that God's Spirit isn't even here. It's an empty place. And sadly, that happens too often. It happens too often that we come with low-level expectations of what's going to happen inside of a Sunday service. We don't really expect anything except for tasks and work and a little bit of small talk. But let me tell you that the intention of a Sunday morning is that we experience God's very presence. We have to. We have to. Because without the presence of God, we can't do the mission of God. And without the mission of God, we won't need the presence of God. They work together. You can't have one and not the other. As a church, we must find time to abide in Jesus, both personally and corporately in a community. So much of our North American model of church says, oh, I am a Christian. I have accepted Jesus into my heart. And we talked about that a little bit last week, and it's a theme of this church. There is no such thing as an individual Christian in Scripture. There isn't. The Christian is the people who are called together. We are the presence of God because God dwells in us. We are the presence of God in our community. We should be acting together, representing the body of Christ in the world today. So we need to do that not just in mission, but also in our gathering Sunday morning services, our rest point, our touch point with the very presence of God. It's a, it's a corporate moment of rest. The association with church defines our whole spiritual life. It's how God created us to come together with each other. We come together, and instead of push, 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 try harder, do better, sin less, we need to be recognizing that God's saying, rest in my presence. Come on a Sunday with your burdens. Lay them down at the feet of Christ as we sing worship to him and say, God, you are exalted above all of my problems, above everything that's happened in my life, above every struggle that I've carried. Come and rest and allow God to breathe life into you. That life moves into mission, and that mission is done together again, and it comes back to rest. Come, you rest. 
Corporately, we need to experience both because they both define us. So Sunday services provide time for us to gather, to be with Jesus, to rejuvenate us. We have a corporate identity. We are the people of Promise Church. We, as an organization, need to experience rest and need to experience mission. So on Sunday mornings, we come and we experience that. When we gather together, our priority is connecting with God. That's what we do. That's what we need to focus on. And it involves all of us. It can't just be, oh, the leaders up here are trying to get everybody to connect to God. No, it involves all of us. It involves us saying, God, I come to a Sunday to rest in your presence, to be changed, to be healed, to be, to be prepared so that we together can go out in planned and organized ways to minister, to show your love to the world. You can't do one without the other. We need to be a church, and really I'm talking about ecclesiology. This is the study of what it is to be a church. We need to be a church that comes together, that has that corporate identity, that says we are the body of Christ, and even Christ rested. So our connection with God gives us strength to participate in mission, and we need that. I have in my life experienced the beginning of burnout. I have in my life gone through times where I have pushed so hard with my own mental faculties, with my own personal energy reserves, with my own capacity to carry the, you know, a ministry that God had really put on me to, to just go and do it. And I remember waking up in the morning going, oh God, do I have to go do that ministry today? When will it ever be over? When will it be done? And I started plotting the end. Not because I wanted the end, but because I couldn't sustain it. I couldn't keep on pushing at that level. I couldn't carry it for any longer. I've experienced it, and I know what it is, and I know that there is no hope to continue the participation with Jesus without the rest in, the, in Christ. Abide in the vine. There is no hope to continue the work of Jesus without being connected to Jesus. Everything becomes a facade. It's a fake. It's a phony. Nobody can tell. But you know because you're getting closer and closer to burnout. You're getting closer and closer to throwing your hands up in the air and saying, I'm done. And as a church community, we could get closer and closer to throwing up our hands in the air, you know, if, if we don't allow for rest. It is imperative that we abide in the vine. Okay, so how do we do this at Sunday service? How do we come into a place of rest? Well, we have lots of spiritual practices. These spiritual practices aren't there so that, you know, we can just say we're good spiritual people. They don't create us as better than the other because we read our Bible more, or we do this cool ancient practice, or we have that liturgy piece. No, that's not why we do them. 
We do spiritual practices for a very, very good reason. We do them so that we, as a corporate body, experience the presence of God. Sometimes it's really important for us in a spiritual discipline to push aside distraction. To say, no, 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 we could go through the motions and just physically do this and, 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 and you know, pretend that we're actually connecting with God. Or we can arrest our hearts and our minds and draw them into focus. A spiritual practice is meant to arrest our hearts and mind to say, this isn't what I normally do. This is something where God wants to speak. The discipline element is the part where we, uh, where we say this distraction that happens so easily is actually maybe that thing that's blocking us from truly experiencing God. Maybe there's an element in our, in our thought pattern where, where we just need to say, okay, the Bible says take captive every thought and put it into submission of Jesus Christ. So we need to take captive those thoughts that are distracting us from, from engaging in the rest that's being corporately experienced. It could be happening all around you, and you can be missing it. Because there's stuff going on in your brain. You're thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch. You're thinking that the pastor's preaching. Yeah, okay, I'm good. The pastor's preaching too long. And so, so we easily can disengage from the moment of rest that God has called us to. And then we go, what purpose is there to Sunday service? And if we disengage and we continue to ask what purpose there is, we finally find ourselves going, eh, what value? Sunday service is about this collective of people who love Jesus, who come together to experience his presence by the Holy Spirit. So this is what we do. We do communion. We re we relive the sacrifice in the moment of God's victory, of Jesus' victory on the cross. Communion draws our hearts and our minds to say, every time I eat of this bread and drink of this cup, I remember that Jesus gave his life. See, communion shouldn't be taken alone except for in obscure random times like we have, but it is a social and spiritual experience. It's an exercise that we come together and we say we have been brought together because of Jesus' sacrifice. And communion isn't actually just meant to be the, the, the wafer and the drink. Communion is actually supposed to be whenever you gather together and you eat, remember me. Whenever you're eating, Jesus associated something that you do multiple times a day with remembrance of his sacrifice. He was intentionally making a connection with a rhythm of life and an actual spiritual practice. And he's saying, remember, every single time you eat, remember that I gave my life for the ransom for many. The next one we practice together is prayer and silence. And, and prayer is, is becoming a lost art in the church because of individualization. Oh, you, you should go pray. And then there's, no, there's, there's very few corporate expressions of prayer. Except for Wednesday night at Bradford United Church, we now have a prayer meeting. And come, join. Learn to pray. Learn to pray in a group. You don't have to be a good prayer. You actually just get to come and 
we get to pray together. This is part of the ministry. But when we pray together on a Sunday, when we go through the spiritual practice of prayer, or we go through the spiritual practice of silence, we do it together. How is silence a together experience? Wouldn't it be better if we just did it in our rooms? Well, no. Because what happens is when we're silent and we look around and we see everybody else is silent, our hearts are reminded, shoot, right, this is actually a time that we're actually listening to God. When I'm in my house and I'm sitting alone silent and I go, okay, God, I'm going to spend some time in silence, it is way harder to spend time in silence alone for me as a highly active individual than it is for me to come into a congregation and everybody's being silent. And every time I get distracted, I'm reminded by the silence around me that my focus needs to be attentive to Jesus. It's a corporate experience. Can't be done alone in the same way. There is, I'm not knocking silence alone. I'm just saying for me it's hard. You should do silence alone. You should do prayer alone. But you should be doing them together because when we do them together, it's an encounter with God. We truly do encounter God. We listen to him. Lectio Divina, what we do where we read the Bible passage three times audibly. This is an audio exercise. This is not an analytical exercise where we, where we dive into the text. This is a God-speaking exercise. And with it being an audio exercise, we attend our ears to hear the voice of God. And then we communicate with each other what did God speak how did God speak? These are important experiences because, why? When we experience God's voice, we connect to the vine. Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. We get our strength from hearing God's voice. We don't get it from any other means. In testimony building, when we experience our testimony building, we remind each other. Deuteronomy talks about this again and again and again. Speak often of the works of God. Speak often of his faithfulness. Our conversation as a community needs to become intentional about integrating our common experience with our experience of God. So that God is not left aside. God isn't just over here somewhere as a, as a different category of life. But that we as spiritual people integrate God and His Spirit into our entire lives. How do we do that? We speak of God's actions. Testimony building is speaking of God's actions. How is God acting? How is God developing me? We do it together. We do musical worship together. Yeah, I'm not musical either, but that's why we have people who can lead us into music because corporately, when we sing, we actually unify our voices together. We act as one. It's actually one of the easiest ways that a group of people can experience something together that they participate in. Singing together is as old as humanity. And the reason we do it is because you experience the same thing. And as for some of us, you're able to harmonize or you're able to, to sing, you know, your part. And when you sing your part, you 
add layers of melody that can't be done. And the beautiful sound that comes, even if you don't have a great voice, it just melds into the larger choir, as it were. And you are able to express with the strength and the power and the I don't want to use the word energy because it sounds so new agey, but it is actually energy. And, and we come together and we express as a people our praise to God. There's something powerful and life-giving in that experience. There's a reason that, that worship music has become this huge thing since the 70s when Hosanna Music started being like, okay, we need to start recreating worship music. And then, and then we moved in through the worship wars of the 90s and, and, and into the 2000s. And the songs might not be the exact thing that you want to say. My message might not be the way that you would like it to say. But... The participation in the worship music together draws you into the community where we are offering, as a group of people united, we are offering praise to God. That is a beautiful expression of rest, actually, because God says, I inhabit the praises of my people. And so when God inhabits that, we are filled we use break time, and we talk about real life as God is walking with us. When we get back to meeting in person all the time, it'll be easy to just have a break time and, and rest. This is so important. Even the sermon, the sermon is an ex experience of rest where God is saying, here, here's a place I just want you to think about. I want you to look at. I want you to to understand. I want you to see me more in. I want you to, under, I want you to be able to, to recognize my action. Because the more we recognize God, God's action, the less the weight of responsibility falls on my shoulders and it goes on to Christ's shoulders. Take upon me, take upon yourselves my yoke, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so when Jesus was saying that in John, we see the image of, of an oxen, a pair of oxen sharing a yoke. And sometimes we're just trying to jam through everything on our, on our own. And we need these times of even sermons and the whole experience of a Sunday morning just so that we go, oh yeah, Jesus, you're carrying this. It doesn't sit on me. You're carrying this. Let's go together in partnership. We experience this together. Sunday service without God's presence connecting with us is useless. It's useless. Sunday services without God's presence connecting with us is useless. It's boring and it's a waste of time. We need the presence of God. This is us connecting to the Father. By this, my Father is glorified. That's what the verse says. That's what our text says. When we abide in Him, my Father is glorified. When, even when we're abiding with Him and we ask whatever we wish because we're connected to Him, Father is glorified. 
Church services are not the only time we meet with God, but they are one of the main ways that we meet with God because it builds into our weekly schedule. It's sometimes so easy to miss God in the day-to-day because I didn't, I wasn't looking for Him. But when I come to church, my heart and my mind is arrested by the presence and the power of God. And I am reminded of the great work that He is doing in me. We're called into this moment of rest because it's God doing the work in us, not us doing the work for Him. The very experience of God's promises fulfilled in part because God is here with us. God promises to live with us and to make all things right. And on a Sunday morning, we experience, if but for a moment, or as 1 Corinthians 13 continues on, though in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, if but for a moment, we experience that presence of God. We participate in rest when we focus our attention on what God is doing with us. Our our services include your engagement because when you engage with God, you gain rest and strength. Isaiah 30, 15 says, In quietness and trust will be your strength. Another translation actually uses the word rest there. In quietness and rest will be your strength. So, it's in the presence of God we come together and we are refreshed. So, don't ever miss what God's doing in a service. The, the part of the, I remember one Sunday service when, when one of our people came to me halfway through the service after we had done Lectio, and they came up to me, and, and she came up to me during break, and she was like, I'm done. I'm done. God's already, God's already told me what he needs to tell me for today. I've already met with God today. It it might not be in every element of the worship service that you meet with God. It might be in one of the elements of the worship service where God just captures your attention and says, yes, here, today, I meet with you. I'm changing you. I'm speaking to you. I just feel the Holy Spirit asking me to stop for a moment because he wants to speak to you. Write it down. Write it down. Make note that God is speaking to you. As the Father has loved me, so have I also loved you. Abide in my love. Live in it. Breathe in it. Rest in it. You know, before I planted Promise Church, I quit my job to do a master's degree. I was pastoring in another church and I quit. And, and I needed to do a master's degree. And the degree that I was doing turned into a three-year sabbatical for me. And I, and I caught what I called the slow. It's 
this total different pace of life, this recognition that God is actually sometimes going slower than we are. As much as I get so excited about really great things that we're going to do on mission together, I have been ruled by a friend of mine, a mentor of mine. He used to teach me again and again and again, if God is in something, it's going to take longer than you want it to, Rob. And catching the slow makes me recognize that, that in those days, when I would have four hours off between classes and I would just be on the Tyndale campus walking around or sitting in the chapel or, or just looking at the salmon swimming upstream, I would, I would be speaking to nobody and I'd look at the trees, the exact same trees, every day, just sitting there and I would breathe. It's, it's in this moment of slowness, when time was passing at the same rate, the speed of normal, but I saw every little detail. These, these moments of slow become these times where, where God goes, hey, I know you're in a rush. I know you're hurried. But look at this little detail that I've done here. Look at this little step forward that I'm making here. Take, take time and pay attention to this detail. And what this season of, of slow did to me was it allowed me to see that God is doing something huge. And it's not on me anymore, and it's not on you anymore to do God's work. God's mission is God's mission, and He is doing it. He's asking us to partner with it. And He is sometimes moving way slower. I mean, we think about Jesus, and He ascends, and He says, I'm coming back soon. Yeah, we're celebrating 2022, the end of the year. 2,022 years soon. But in eternity, it's soon. And so don't feel guilty for catching rest. Don't feel guilty for, for slowing down and saying, you know, God, here I am. I learned in those times with God that my times in, in church, even as I'm technically working, I'm able to find rest. So I invite you, as I close this service, to slow your heart and your mind, to notice the little things, to pay attention to the fact that God is carrying you through. God is the one who is energizing you. God is your source. The mission's impossible to do with, without rest. And rest is indeed unneeded if we don't have a mission. So we're called to do the works that Jesus did, but we're called to abide in Jesus. God, on a Sunday, I pray that you would attune our hearts with a, with a set of expectations that you, divine creator, are so interested in actually speaking to us individual people and a corporate identity you're interested in speaking to us and on a sunday we come and we prepare our hearts to hear from you 
God, let our services be places, conduits of your voice, of your presence, of your rest. Let us stay attentive to what you're doing. And Jesus, I pray a blessing on every single person who experiences this rest. I pray that we would know it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining with us today, Promise Church, and we look forward to seeing you next week um, here on YouTube and if you're on Slack, in Slack. God bless you.